Hola mi gente. The moment you've been waiting for is finally here. My brand new book, Financially Lit, is officially out. And I can't wait for you to get your copy. Inside this book, I'm bringing you culturally relevant and relatable personal finance advice that will allow you to finally feel seen, heard, and understood. Whether it's the guilt you feel from being the first person to make it while members of your family are still struggling, or the way that financial trauma manifests itself in negative and limiting beliefs around money, Financially Lit is here to guide you through it all. Just a few years ago, it was almost impossible to find personal finance books written for first-generation wealth-building Latinas. We have been forced to navigate the complicated world of money with a bunch of money books written by old white dudes who don't understand what it's like for us first-gen kids. But that stops right here, right now. Inside Financially Lit, you will learn how to set boundaries with your familia, with your dinero, create and pass on generational wealth, diversify and increase your income, protect yourself from financial abuse, navigate the complicated relationship between amor and dinero, invest like a white dude or better, and so much more. You can get your hard copy and audiobook version of Financially Lit at financiallylitbook.com and make sure to join our email list so you can find out when I'm stopping in a city near you for the Financially Lit book tour. See you soon. Hi, this is Matt. And Sean. From Two Black Guys. With good credit. From a local business to a global corporation. Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash banking for business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. You're listening to Yo Quiero Dinero a personal finance podcast for the modern Latina. I'm your host, Janice Torres, award-winning Latina personal finance expert. I didn't always have my financial shit together, but when I started looking for POC-friendly personal finance podcasts, I couldn't find any. And so Yo Quiero Dinero was born. On this show, I'll show you how to make dinero, how to keep your dinero, and most importantly, how to make it grow. Each week, I'm connecting you with the most brilliant minds in the world of money and business, so you can learn about investing, entrepreneurship, and building wealth. The best part? I'm dishing up all this knowledge with a sassy side of sazón. So if you're ready to be poderosa with your dinero, you've come to the right place. Let's dive in. Before we hop into today's conversation, I want to remind you to follow us on social. If you're loving this podcast and you want more community, you want to find out more about our events and all the stuff that we have going on behind the scenes, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, and everywhere else you love to hang out on the internet. If you're loving this podcast, please take a moment to leave us a review if you listen to us on Apple. It's the easiest way to share our podcast with people that you know and love, and it helps us get discovered by amazing listeners like you. So take a moment, leave us a review, share us with your friends and family, subscribe so that you never miss an episode, and make sure to check out our blog, YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com, where you can sign up for our email list and you'll never miss an episode. Plus, you get exclusive invitations to our live events, special discounts for our digital courses, and as always, our best personal finance tips and advice to help you be poderosa with your dinero. Thanks for listening. Now, let's get into the episode. 
All right, ladies, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to do another panel discussion because there are so many folks who listen to the podcast because they're inspired by people who come on the show from all walks of life. But I think there's something really special when you get to hear from people in the actual Yo Quiero Dinero realm in the community, people who have taken our programs and who've had real success, just taking that leap of faith and starting the thing. So we have incredible students from both my blog bootcamp and my side hustle program. And we're going to start off with some introductions to find out who these incredible women are. Evie, how about you? Who are you and what do you do? Hi, my name is Evie. I am a self-worth and salary negotiation coach. And I actually came across Janice's side hustle, I think the first cohort back in like 2020 or 2019, I forget. But that program really helped me establish, just try things, throw spaghetti at the wall. I started, I launched an e-commerce business. I launched a blog and then it kind of like turned into and evolved into my salary negotiation coaching. So it was really nice to evolve and be somewhere where I can be with other like-minded people who were all starting different things. And so I'm very excited to be here today. I love that, Evie. And I think it just speaks to what it is to be an entrepreneur. It is an evolution. You really don't know what your thing's going to be until you start doing stuff. So Taylor, tell us about you. Who are you and what do you do? Hello, everyone. This is literally a dream come true. I was right. We all feel that. I was listening to your podcast. Just, I think I started listening to it in 2022. And so just being here is just amazing. I'm a social worker, my W2. I am a medical social worker. I work in hospitals and specifically in intensive care units, supporting grieving families. And on the side, I have my blog, Social Work to Wealth, where I'm documenting my husband and I's debt payoff journey, starting with $277,000 worth of debt. We've paid off 40K so far, so lots to go, but just sharing our personal journey, things that we learn. And I had just started my blog when I came across Janice's Jumpstart Your Blog Bootcamp, and I knew it was what I needed to take my blog to the next level. And also get support from Jenny specifically and just have a community of people, like-minded people. So I love it. All right. So both of you have started these entrepreneurial journeys that were not a part of the plan. So let's start off with you, Evie. Tell me what it is about your career trajectory that inspired you to now do what you do in helping other women advocate for themselves and really get paid what they deserve. What happened during your time that in your corporate career that you're just like, yeah, this shit's ghetto. I need to do something about this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh God. There's like so much to this story, but I first started with going into corporate and like being the first in my family to have like a white collar job and have a 401k and health benefits. So it was just learning that and how to navigate it. And I studied mechanical engineering. So I went into design as my first job and I just felt like happy to get a job that I didn't even think that I could negotiate. That wasn't even like in my job search checklist. I was just completely unaware of it. And even if I would have been aware of it, I feel like I would have felt like, well, I'm new. I'm like a new graduate. Like I can't negotiate. I don't have skills that I can bring, which is absolutely false. So along my corporate journey, I started to learn that there was a big pay discrepancy between me and my white male colleagues doing the same a level of work with very similar backgrounds. And so that's what kind of started my journey there's lots, lots of feelings around finding out you're underpaid, especially as a woman of color. 
And I just started to navigate that journey. And like, I remember promising to myself that like, I'm going to leave this job because like, they don't value me, but also like, I need to learn how to develop the skill because I need to get paid for the skills I bring to the table. And I just learned how to advocate for myself, how to have those conversations at work in a way that doesn't sound confrontational, because I think a lot of people think that negotiating is confrontational and it's quite the opposite. So once I developed these skills for myself and was able to like land five figure salary increases between my jobs, it was just kind of part of my personal finance journey. And when I started my blog, you know, I talked a lot about personal finance. And one of the things I talked about was salary negotiations. And on social media, I realized a lot of people, especially women of color, were not negotiating. And I, I just kind of like was like, well, I need to like start a blog about this and really share people the knowledge and the skills that I've gained. And that's kind of what helped me start blogging about it, but then start to enter the coaching field to like help people negotiate their salaries. And one milestone that I just hit last year is that I have helped my clients negotiate over half a million in salary increases, which is so crazy knowing that I've been doing this just a couple of years. So I can't wait to continue to do this and to continue to help more women negotiate their salaries and make more money at work. And I'm just excited to keep going. I personally still work in nine to five company right now. So I'm managing my job as a program manager, but also helping women build more wealth and negotiate their salaries. So that's a little bit about my journey. Yeah. I love it. And I think back to when we first met in the side hustle program, just how shy and reserved you were and how modest you were about everything that you've accomplished. And to see you now just blossom and have this inner glow, just knowing your full badassery, it's such an honor to witness. I just want to say that. Yes. I remember being like, I was so quiet. I love being in the group, but I was definitely that person who just like wanted to observe everybody. And you were like, you just need to get out there and put your face on Instagram and go live. And I was like, well, I want to do everything except that because that <laughs> seems really hard. I know you preach it. You preach it so much, but it took me like a year before I actually put like my face on my little Instagram icon because forever it was just like some random logo. So it's just been so beautiful for me to like step out there and into like creating more content with my face and with like showing who I am as a person. And I didn't realize how important that is even though you preached it every day in the side hustle. Well, that's what people connect with, right? It's like they want to know the person behind the story. And that's why showing up as who you are with your experience, that's what makes people feel seen. And that's what makes people want to work with you. So I'm glad that you mentioned that. All right, Taylor. So you are out here telling folks in the social work world that even though you think that you have no chance of building wealth, I'm here to prove you wrong. I know plenty of social workers in my own personal circle. And one of the things that I know is a fact about your profession is that you are hella educated and hella underpaid. So what made you want to break this narrative and really give people permission to pursue wealth unapologetically in a field that traditionally has just not valued folks? Yeah, I think when I look back to all the social work jobs that I've had, I've, I've realized that I have been someone wanting to talk with people about salaries and money. And I think I just have always had this advocacy for us being paid, um, 
So when starting this blog, it wasn't even about social workers. It was just about me sharing personal finance information. And as I was going along, I realized like being a social worker is such a huge part of me and it's informing the way I spend my money and how I will ultimately retire. So I wanted to kind of bring in my social work personality, my values, and realize that in the spaces that I have worked in, many of us have not felt empowered to advocate for more salaries. And we are so underpaid. And there aren't that many people talking about this and kind of trying to empower our profession to ask for more. We advocate for everyone else. But when it comes to us, it's so hard for us to do that. And so I really just want to empower social workers to get paid their worth. Yeah. And so you're doing that by sharing your own journey, building wealth as a social worker, and also sharing resources, right, to your community via your blog. Yeah. So I am kind of just writing about everything that we're learning on this journey, paying off our debt. I think also many of social workers have student loan debt, and that's really hard to just sit with. And while we're balancing the stress of our jobs while struggling with our personal finances and this debt, and how do we pay off this debt with these low salaries? And so trying to kind of bring all of those conversations into play to support others and ultimately help social workers feel financially empowered. I love that. All right. So part of the initial journey of entrepreneurship is finding out what's going to be the thing, right? And so you mentioned a little bit of that, Evie, how kind of you've had that evolution. Can you tell me about the first moment that you realized, like, I think I could make money doing this. I don't know exactly what this is, but like, I feel like there's something here. So I first started my blog and it was around mental health and my journey with therapy and and things like that. And it kind of started to evolve into, you know, personal finance, different things. I think it was in your course. I started to YouTube like different ways to make money. And I think like Etsy was one of them. And like I learned, I taught myself how to like do SEO and build a product. And like I come from a design manufacturing background. So I understood how to like understand those design requirements and integrations and things like that. And as I started to build this business on Etsy, I then took it to e-commerce and Shopify. And I realized when I was building it that I started to make like money, not like a lot of money, but definitely like a couple thousand. And I was like, wow, I'm using my skills from literally YouTube university (laughs) And my job as an engineer, manufacturing engineer to develop this. And that's when I first was like, wow, I do have valuable skills that I, and I can build different things. And I've never built a website, but here I am designing this one. So I think your side hustle program really helped me like realize that I don't have to really know what it is and that I don't have to put a lot of pressure in making it work. Like it can just be a project to see if you're capable And then from there, like you kind of like reiterate and realize like, oh, wow, actually, I'm really passionate about like helping people build wealth. So I'm going to do it in this way, kind of like Taylor was talking about with her journey and documenting that as a social worker. I was like, I really want to focus on documenting how we can negotiate and like overcome those mindsets. And that's kind of like how my coaching program evolved. But it really started with just like, I have pictures and videos of me like cutting up my little prototype designs for like my fightwear brand and verifying the quality of different prototypes and making sure the quality was good before I like put it up on the page. So that's the first moment I realized like, whoa, I have something here and my skills are definitely valuable. I love that. And for anybody who works like in product development or anything like that, like, 
that is literally how you create a product, right? Like the iteration process where you have your prototype and then you start tweaking things and you're like, eh, I don't like this, or this would be better in this color, or this feature needs to be here. It's the same exact thing. We're just doing that with our skill sets and learning how to repackage them, remarket them, price them adequately so that you're actually creating the thing that you're excited to sell. That's not even a thing, right? It's a service. So I love that that perspective and just like leaning on those corporate skills that you've had to now apply them to this business model, which is amazing. Taylor, how about you? So what made you want to show up in this way as a content creator? And how have you begun to now explore monetizing opportunities with your business? You know, in the beginning of my personal finance journey, I was really inspired by others sharing their journeys. And I really appreciate that vulnerability and that authenticity. And so I wanted to do the same for others. And blogging seemed like a really good way to get started. Similar to Evie, I was not showing my face on Instagram. And then being in your course, you're like, people resonate with you. They want to see you. So my confidence has evolved through taking your program, which I think a lot of this too was mindset and me feeling confident in knowing that there are people out there that will resonate with me and want to hear my story and I can help people too. So I think really inspiring your food blog, seeing kind of like the money that you're able to make through ads. So I do have ads on my site. I'm making about... 15 to $30 a month. We're starting slow. It's a long game, like you've said. And I've also taken on a freelance writing contract with a social work ma online magazine. So when I was younger and one of those bloggers that I was never a writer, I didn't identify myself as a writer. And then starting to put my stuff out there, kind of gaining this confidence. And I submitted to a writing competition with this magazine and won and they we're like, hey, we really like your work. Do you want to continue writing for us? And so I'm writing one article a month, making a little bit of money in that way too. And I'm still able to share what I want to social workers and they're dispersing it to thousands of readers. So it's amazing. I don't have any coaching or any digital products, anything like that. I'm really trying to just build my community and build my traffic on the blog. And I really enjoy my W-2 job right now. So I don't have any plans to leave that and just got a lot on my plate. But I think being in this space, I've noticed that there is still a lot of need for personalized finance coaching and support. And so I hope someday that will be something that I can offer to my community. Absolutely. It's all a part of the evolution like we've been talking about. Of just You have to understand who you're attracting in order for you to even be able to have something valuable to offer. And I think that's what a lot of people get wrong. They think they have to come up with the perfect offer, the perfect thing to sell like from day one. And it's like, you don't even know who the hell you're talking to. Like, let's figure that out first. First, why do people care about what you're doing? Talk to your people, ask them what they need versus building something and then wondering, oh, wow, I wonder why this didn't sell because you weren't actually like asking anybody what they needed from you. So Evie, I remember getting a message from you. I think it was like an Instagram DM that you were just like, I just made like more with my coaching business this month than I did in my nine to five. Can we go back to that moment? And can you talk me through like what actually happened? 
So one part of like your entrepreneurship journey is like pricing your services. And like in the beginning, my first launch, I had a lower price because I just wasn't sure what the right price was. And then the more I coached my clients, the more that they got results, the more I was like, wow, like I'm helping them make like 27K average salary increases. I think I need to raise my prices. So I started to raise my prices and the jump from three, because I had it at a three figure number originally, and I jumped it into the four figure range. And there was a lot of feelings around that. If you're new to entrepreneurship, overcoming the pricing mindset is always, it's its own journey. And I remember I was in launch and I made more in my coaching launch than I did in my month income in my nine to five. And that moment when I was like, okay, this is possible. It was kind of like unreal at the same time, because like, I think when you're starting in your early, you see all these really cool people doing dope things like yourself and other people who hit like million dollar or quarter million. And you're like, that's cool. But like, I'm like not there or I'm not this, or I'm not that. Like we just tend to like tell ourselves that. And then when you kind of have these like little moments, you're like, wait, this is so possible for me. Like I just hit this. And I think it's also important to acknowledge that entrepreneurship, like the income can be inconsistent. And I think when you are used to a W-2 job where it's regular income, we feel like bad or ashamed or lots of different feelings when we don't continue to have the same income on a monthly basis. And it's like, if you're going into this, know it's going to be inconsistent, but know that that one month that you did that, that's a win. And it's all about figuring out, okay, what worked well, what didn't work well, and how can I improve the next time I launch to replicate or surpass what I hit before? So it really is a learning curve. It really is like, it's okay to fluctuate. And I think that moment was just amazing in my business. And it was the first time that I was like, I could live off of this. I could maybe one day make this an actual, my full-time thing. And that still keeps me going. And it's very exciting. And I'm not, one big thing is I'm not trying to be there right now. And I think I was like, as a metrics person, as a numbers person, I was trying to be there instead of like, this is the journey. I'm in my broke business stage and that's okay. <laughs> like <laughs> I need to enjoy this. Cause one day when I'm like a millionaire, I can remember back out. This moment will be a moment in my book, right? Mm -hmm. I continue to tell myself that whenever I hit challenges. I love that perspective. And I really appreciate the transparency of just like, Yes, entrepreneurship is a fucking roller coaster, y'all. Like, there's no other way to describe it. And the way that you manage your money when you're getting paid every two weeks at a job is completely different than somebody who is managing their finances as a full time entrepreneur. I will tell y'all first of all, having a bunch of different income streams is a must. You can't just rely on the one thing like you can with a paycheck. And also just having extra cash reserves, you know, like I could have a, a month in business where like things don't go as planned. And if I've just been relying on this arbitrary number that I think I'm going to hit and I don't have any cash reserves, then that's how a business goes bankrupt. So you really have to just like relearn how you get paid because we don't get paid consistently. Invoices can take two, three months to get paid. And then it's like, if that's the only invoice that's popping for you, what are you going to do for those three months? You got to buy groceries. Like you have to be able to keep track of so much shit and it just requires a lot of practice. And this is why I love the approach that both of y'all are taking of not taking the leap out of the plane. Like there's nothing sexy about jumping out of a plane without a parachute. So y'all are testing this process while you have the stability and the safety of a job. 
and you can invest in your business without like the pressure of, oh my God, this needs to pop off now because you have that protection. And so anybody that gets coached by me will always hear me say, please don't quit your job until you've been doing this for an extended period of time successfully, consistently, please. Okay. Don't let the Instagram gurus out here tell you that like you can go and figure this shit out. No, it takes practice because making money and you know, the CV making money is a skill set that we got to (laughs) learn. Yeah, exactly. And like, I did take a year off, but it wasn't like a jumping out of the parachute was more like I hit like it was during pandemic and I hit burnout and I was like, I need to like chill. And I had financial reserve to chill, chill with air quotes because like I spent that time continuing to work on my coaching and things like that. But I 100% agree. Like, especially if you come from a low income background or you're probably stressed with money anyways, because we deal with financial trauma, like not having consistent income or not having income is the best way to be triggered about finances. And when you're in that place, you make bad decisions. Yeah, that's so real. Okay, Taylor, you are like pretty much by all definitions, a new blogger, but you actually received a nomination for a major award this year from the Plutus Foundation. How did that happen? Tell me about it. (laughs) Yeah, well, I have seen, you know, following other personal finance creators and seeing this foundation who's acknowledging excellence in the personal finance space and I thought, I think what I'm doing is is pretty awesome and I'm getting some good feedback from people about how my work is helping them. And so I thought, why don't I submit to be, I think it's the, the uh, category was best new personal finance blog, best new personal finance content written. And I thought, I think I have a shot. I have been putting a lot of time and and love into this blog and had some people around me submit a nomination for me as well. And so, yeah. That's incredible. To be recognized so soon after starting this, I think A, speaks to the value of the content that you're providing, but also like giving yourself permission to even throw your hat in the ring. Like kudos to you, because a lot of people would just psych themselves out and be like, oh no, I'm too new. Who the hell am I? What what do I think I am doing here trying to compete with these people? And you were honored with a nomination, which is an incredible thing to do. Thank you. I I contribute that a lot to you and the mindset work. I feel like that's so cliche, the mindset work, but it's so huge, I think, in this space when we're putting ourselves out there online and that was just a really big hurdle for me to feel like there are people who want to hear my story and listen to what I have to say. I remember telling you like, there's so many personal finance people out here. What am I doing? And you were just like, there are not that many black women talking about money. Like, hush, (laughs) keep going. It's a tough love, y'all. That's what you can expect from me. I'm like, I channel that from my mother and all the women in my family. They're just like, are we going to sit here and cry or are we going to do some (laughs) shit about this? Right. So I'm so glad that you bet on yourself. Obviously the universe wanted to send you a sign that like you're on the right path and keep going. Yeah. I think there's little nuggets that have helped me continue on where it's like, okay, I am on the right path. You know, maybe getting a message from someone like, Hey, I opened up a high yield savings account, or I'm talking to this person about debt, you know, those little just nuggets along the way, even though they feel so minute, I think helps me continue on of like, I am helping people, even though I'm not seeing the major impact. It's hard when you're just putting your content out there, you're not getting any feedback, but those little recognitions like, hey, you're on the right path were really helpful. I love that. 
Okay, so you are both balancing the nine to five with these passion projects. Let's talk about how you're actually managing your time because that's one of the biggest obstacles that new entrepreneurs face is just the risk of burnout because you still got to be a whole ass wife or a girlfriend or a mom or all the things. And you got to do the job. You got to keep the house clean. We have all these expectations that are placed on us, especially as women. So how do you manage your time? And what's your best advice for somebody who that's their biggest struggle? We'll start with you, Evie. That's a great question. Because before I took this job, which I use my skills from my side hustles, the job I'm in, but that's when I took a, a year break and I really focused on my business. And I put more hours during that year off than I did like working a regular 40 hour work week. So I definitely felt burnout in that year. And now that I'm working a full-time job, it kind of is nice because it forces me, like I don't have just open hours in my week. So it kind of forces me to be strategic about like, what are the money-making activities that are necessary? And having that mindset helps me like, sometimes we get put into like perfectionist mindset. We're like, oh, the, the website needs to be perfect. It's like, does it? It doesn't need to be perfect. You need to be talking to your newsletter subscribers, or you need to be pitching your coaching or your services, right? Doing the activities that actually bring in income. So what's really helped me is like really focusing on money-making activities and setting a set time. Like I'm going to work four hours over the weekend. So that's two hours on Sunday, two hours on Saturday. So I kind of break it up like that because I need to also nurture myself. I need to also spend time with my dog, with my husband, cook for myself, clean, do laundry, go to the gym, have fun, have girl time. Like you are only as good or your business is only as good as you are as a person. So you can't approach it from just doing a whole bunch of work in your business. Like you have to be happy. You have to make sure that like you're treating and nurturing yourself as a person. So for me, I, I've been okay with slowing down my marketing if it means still putting in the hours because it's more important that I'm consistent than it is of getting more things out the door, if that makes sense. Yeah, I love that perspective. How about you, Taylor? How do you balance it all? Is that even a thing? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah. <laughs> I think I like what Evie said about does your website have to be perfect? Does your logo have to be perfect? I think one thing that was hard for me was having all of those things, needing the logo. I want the blog to look amazing and just coming to the realization that I just need to put it out there. I need to get started. So I didn't have a blog. I didn't have a logo. The My brand colors were just random. And I've changed my brand colors three times and understanding that it's okay to have changes throughout, but you do have to get started because that is when you start learning. Oh, I don't like how that system works. I want to start scheduling this. I want to, you just kind of learn how to optimize your systems in your business. And I also think understanding that this is going to take a while and just kind of being able to sit in that. It's really hard to see the 
these people online saying, oh, you can build your coaching business in three months and then you can leave your job and all of that. And it's just, it's so unrealistic, especially for us women of color who are supporting our households. Like we have bills to pay and there's no way that I'm quitting my job right now to launch my coaching business. I just, I need that safety. And so just understanding that this is going to take a while and breaking up the things that you want to do. If you want to put out blog posts, maybe you don't write five a month. Maybe you just put out one or two. That's what I do. I'm just like, if I can put out one blog post a month, I know this is going to take longer, but that's how I can sustain myself to be a healthy person. No, I'm not posting on Instagram every day. Like what can be sustainable? How can I be consistent? So if it's three times a week, okay. You know, we're so hard on ourselves to be the best at every single thing and it's okay to just take it slow. Yeah. I absolutely love that approach. And I think part of that is kind of unlearning this hustle culture, always having to prove our worth, like that we've been programmed to be. And I think it's also giving yourself the ability to evolve in public. When you talk about your brand logos and your colors and all that stuff changing, there's like this anxiety that comes with like changing in front of people. And I think like we need to just embrace that that is the human experience. You are not the same person you were six months ago, five years ago, 10 years ago. So why do we need to think that like we have got to have it all fucking figured out before we can show up? You're never going to have it figured out. So like, let's just move on. Let's do something more productive. All right. So let's talk about the mindset work because that's a word that has come up time and time again. What do you think is the most surprising thing that you have discovered about yourself in this entrepreneurial journey? And I'll start off with you, Evie how much scarcity I still have around money, even though I put in a lot of work, it just evolves, it evolves. And so I think really focusing on that and like last year is like my true soft girl era. I like kind of threw my marketing plan out the window and I was like, I just want to make sure I'm okay. And I think what surprised me was when I did that and I showed up maybe a little bit less, but more authentically and more like actually radiating my life force as opposed to like, I'm just going to show up because I need to be here. I still booked clients. Like I still book clients even without posting on Instagram because I still use my, for me, my consistent is my newsletter. And so like I had to really like focus on being really graceful with myself being super compassionate with myself. And like you said, unlearning hustle mentality is like, we are taught to be productive. It's like all I know in like, whether it's from my formal education or my career, it's like learning to not have to be productive all the time. And it's really hard to do when you're living in a society that is super product driven over like, I need rest. So I'm really prioritizing the idea of like, I need rest and rest kind of helps combat a lot of my money trauma, if you will. So it's like those two things together, the two mindsets I've been working on and surprised about that. Like, wow, even after I have like, I have like a hundred K in my investment account, I have like money in the bank, but I'm still scared of money. So it's just like, okay, I'm going to acknowledge that I'm going to, I'm a work in progress and I might be a work in progress for a while. Yeah. And that's so real. Let me tell you, it does not matter how much money you make. The scarcity shit will show up in different ways. If you have it, you think you're going to lose it. If you don't have it, you think you're never going to get it. You know, there's this idea, especially as entrepreneurs, that if we don't post every day on social media, 
the whole building's going to come burning down. All the shit that I built is going to be for nothing. And I always like to remind my students, I always tell my blogger students, especially like, y'all, I took a whole ass year off of blogging and then just resumed. And here we are. So it's like, you are allowed to take breaks. You are allowed to have a whole ass life outside of this thing that you're building. And you do not need to feel beholden to showing up every day, to doing things that don't feel aligned with how you can serve right here, right now in this moment. And nobody's going to forget about you. Like, get over it. I almost have to say, like, get over yourself. Like, it's not that serious. You are not the center of anybody's universe. So chill out. When you feel like reminding people that you exist, go and do that and you'll be fine. (laughs) I love that. Truth right there. Yes. We're dropping gems here on this episode, y'all. All right, Taylor, how about for you? What's been kind of the most interesting or surprising thing you've discovered about yourself in this journey? I think similarly to Evie, this combating this hustle culture. And I think anyone who knows me knows Taylor has like four jobs at any given time. <laughs> Over <laughs> and now she started a blog. <laughs> I think a lot of people can relate. <laughs> so throughout all of this, I remember starting like, okay, I need to do Pinterest. I'm on TikTok. I'm doing Facebook, Instagram. I was doing all the things. And over time, kind of realizing this is not sustainable with the life that I'm also just personally trying to have. And so getting over that, like, I don't have to do everything, just really focus in on what are my main platforms. And it's hard to let go and just say, I don't have time for that right now, because I feel like we're also used to just making time for everything. So just kind of letting that go. Like I had mentioned the perfectionism of just starting the blog, getting it out there. There's no logo and rest has really been important to me too. Last year was my year of, okay, I'm resting. I'm letting go. Even aside from my blog, I'm letting go of this volunteer thing that I'm doing. I'm letting go of this side hustle, just kind of recentering in myself and feeling just comfortable and chill and less anxious. And I think that that is really translated into me and how I kind of present my content online and reminding social workers too, like, hey, you guys can rest too. It's okay to take time off. Like we deserve this because we have so much going on. Last year in October, I just posted on Instagram, like I'm taking a break. I don't know when I'm coming back, But I'm taking a break. And that was really hard, too, because like you were saying, I was worried, oh, people are going to forget about me, this and that, and just like all of this anxiety about not posting and being online. And it was really nice to not have that stress to feel like, oh, I'm not posting, you know, I missed a day and just to kind of let it go and remind myself, like, why am I doing this? I'm here to help people and I can still help people whether I'm showing up online three days a week or seven days a week, like it's okay. Yeah, I think that also speaks to the power of creating content outside of social media in order to help those people that you want to help. Like you, Evie, you're using your newsletter that you can write up, you can schedule those things out months in advance if you wanted to. And it's not something you need to go and dance in front of a camera to do. And the same thing with you, Taylor, you're creating blog posts that live on Google and the algorithms of the world. So 
when people are searching, your content's already there. You don't need to worry about some random social media algorithm showing people what you need them to see. So I think it's so important to have those different avenues that you show up, especially ones that you personally own, that you can dictate the frequency of where you show up and that have a lot more longevity versus just a random social media post. Now, I would love for us to close this out by you telling us what does the future look like? What's the plan for what you're creating? And what's the ultimate vision for your entrepreneurial journey? We'll start off with you, Evie. So my plan, at least for this year, is to take on more clients in my coaching program and to continue to help more women of color negotiate their salaries and really build wealth. I also really want to manifest like speaking engagements. I think I'm like ready for it finally. It's been on my vision board for a while, but I think like I want to be at a conference or speak in front of like Latinas in Tech or some kind of fun summit. And the vision is to one day be like, okay, it's time. Like I'm making enough consistently. I have the right savings in place to be able to pursue this full time and make it like my thing. And I'm not putting like a date on it because I think when abundance doesn't rush, so I'm not going to put a date on it. I'm just going to keep working at it and believing in like the mission of like my business, not the metrics, vanity metrics on social media, but more of like how many lives am I impacting? That's like what for me, like what keeps me going and what helps me like with my vision of one day doing this full time. I love that perspective. How about you, Taylor? Yeah, I have recently kind of settled into this is my plan. And I think I also want to emphasize that I am almost two years into this blogging journey and finally have realized like, okay, this is what I want my future to look like. It's we're just throwing this, you know, paint at the wall. And so right now I'm just wanting to still put out content. We have $230,000 worth of debt that we are paying off. So that's really a huge goal of for us to be debt-free within the next five years. And so continuing to put my energy in towards that and sharing our journey, just building community, helping people with this free content. And I think long-term, I'd love to have like a group finance coaching program where people can come together, support each other, you know, and they can kind of feel empowered with their finances. I love it. Both of your stories are so inspiring. And I think it's so important for people to see the real journey of entrepreneurship. It is not a buy this course and six months later, you're rolling in a million dollars. It is are you ready to put five to 10 years of your life into this project? Because this is literally what it, could, it takes to take things full time. And I always tell people like I was doing this shit for close to eight years while balancing a job. So let's be realistic. That's not to say or discourage you from taking the leap, but it's important for you to go in with your eyes open and understand that these things take time. You are building the foundation of a legacy that is going to outlive you with what you're creating. So why the hell do we want to rush that? Okay. Take your time so you can build something that you're proud of. So tell us where we can find all the incredible work that you're doing. Evie, where can folks go to find out more about you and work with you as a career and salary negotiation coach? Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at La Mala Mujer blog. You can also find more information, blog posts, and coaching information on my website, which is La Mala Mujer. So yeah, that's the best place to find me. Oh, I totally forgot. I'm actually launching a podcast. Hey. Hey, <laughs> that's going out this month. It's called The Pagame Podcast. The Pagame Oh my God, podcast. that's so good. That's yes. So, good. so it's going to be all things like, you know, it's going to be some personal finance, but mainly self-worth, salary negotiations, and having those resources for 
all those tools. So please follow me there because that's my next passion project. Totally forgot to mention that in my goals. And um, I want to let you know, Evie, that you and your story is actually going to be featured in the salary negotiation chapter of my new book that's coming out. So I'm super excited for folks oh to God. find out more about you in that way too. And you can pick up your copy at financiallylitbook.com. I would definitely will. Oh my God, that's <laughs> such an honor. Thank you. Oh. Absolutely. All right, Taylor, tell us where we can find you and how folks can connect with you. Yeah, I normally hang out on Instagram. So just at social work to wealth. And then if you want to read a little bit more about a personal finance journey and specifics in the numbers, I get real on the blog, you can go to socialworktowealth.com. Absolutely incredible. Ladies, thank you so much for sharing your stories, for keeping it real with folks, because that's all we do on the show. And for really serving as shining examples of just like betting on yourself and giving yourself permission to do something that other people might think sounds a little bit crazy, putting yourself out here on the internet, talking about money, doing things that maybe you haven't seen done before. I truly think that the world of entrepreneurship is shifting because of incredible people like you. So thank you so much for sharing your journey and for inspiring us. Thanks, Denise. Yeah, thank you so much for creating this platform. And Taylor said, you're one of the main people that inspired me. Like you are on my vision board. You're someone that I always talk about when I'm like, well, they did it. And so like, and she's an engineer and like, you have a lot in common. So like creating this space, you're changing people's lives. You're changing generations. I'm just so proud of you. And, and thank you for having me on. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you are ready to take your dinero to the next level, sign up for our free 14-page guide, The Financially Lit Latina, the ultimate blueprint for becoming poderosa with your dinero. This 14-page guide includes our best tips on money mindset, budgeting, debt repayment, career, investing, financial independence, side hustles, and more. And you can get it completely free. So to get your copy of the Financially Lit Latina, just head over to YoQuieroDineroPodcast.com slash start and start transforming your dinero story today. Until next time, stay empowered, stay inspired, and stay poderosa. On the Yo Quiero Dinero podcast and associated entities, all information provided is for general information purposes only and does not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Listeners should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. We assume no responsibility for information contained on this podcast and associated entities and disclaim all liability with respect to such information, including but not limited to any liability for errors, inaccuracies, omissions, or misleading or defamatory statements. Usage of this podcast and associated content constitutes an explicit understanding and acceptance of the terms of this disclaimer.